The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, joined, as always, by Chris Flum, and we are here today to preview the Crosstown Rivalry, what was once called in the preseason the Snoopy Bowl, but now it's a regular season matchup, the New York Football Giants against the New York Jets. Before we get into it, Chris, how you doing? I'm do I'm doing well. I'm kind of wondering what the dog's barking at right now, but you know I've got a podcast to record, so I can't really get up and check. Uh, hopefully, it's nothing pressing. <laughs> As Chris's house is getting broken into, let's talk <laughs> about the New York Giants injuries. Daniel Jones was limited in Thursday's practice with the neck, and he has not yet been cleared for contact. That might have been Wednesday's practice. Regardless of the fact, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we have some clarity on who is going to be the quarterback on Sunday. Is it going to be Daniel Jones? Is it going to be Tyrod Taylor? And uh, as Brian Dable said this week, Chris, there's no quarterback controversy. If Daniel Jones is ready, if he gets cleared for contact, Daniel Jones will be the starting quarterback. And if that does happen, Chris, look, the offensive line he's going to have is going to be much better. Right now, the current state of the offensive line is much better than the last offensive line Daniel Jones played behind, which says a lot about the roster heading into the season. But also, Andrew Thomas and John Michael Schmitz both returned to practice in a limited fashion on Wednesday. We have to be excited about that. Hopefully, they can play on Sunday. Yeah, and it... Jones's status was just updated by Brian Dayball as we record this, and the update is that there is no update. Uh, same as on Wednesday, so he Jones has not yet been cleared for practice, cleared for contact. Uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. But I have to say, after the way Tyrod Taylor has played the last couple games, basically since getting in, that's fine. I am confident <laughs> in Tyrod out there. He was very impressive to me against the Washington commanders. And that was behind an offensive line that was composed entirely of guards. So if the giants can get Andrew Thomas and John Michael Schmitz back, which that we are hopeful that they will, but it does kind of all depend on how their respective injuries, hamstring and a shoulder respond to these practices and, Hopefully they respond well. They don't have any lingering pain, lingering issues, and please, no more setbacks. And the two of them will be out there because the Giants are going to need them. Giants are absolutely going to need them. 
And uh, well, I don't want to say unfortunately, we want everyone to be healthy, but the New York Giants would likely, their offense would likely not want to see Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed back, but they're both back at practice, so that is good for them. Unfortunately for the Jets, though, Joe Tipman, their star rookie center, a lot of debate heading into the draft. Should you go Joe Tipman? Should you go John Michael Schmitz? Well, Joe Tipman did not practice on Wednesday with a quadricep injury. It's trending. I don't want to say he's trending towards out, but it's not a great sign for the Jets offense. And we know that's going to be an issue because there's this guy, Chris, I'm not sure if you're aware of him. Um, big at number 97. Some people call him sexy Dexy. He is a very difficult person to block. I don't think Joe Tippmann would have had a great time with his high center of gravity at six foot six playing center like Nick Gates, similar from last week, just tall centers. But regardless, having a backup in there against Dexter Lawrence could pose a problem for the Jets offense. Yeah, and I I think this game is going to be a defensive struggle. You know, to kind of segue into our little bit of analysis, I, I think we can probably, I don't think we have to spend a whole hell of a lot of time talking about the Jets offense. Um, It's not good. And I think it will be very not good if Wink Martindale does to Zach Wilson and the Giants' defensive front does to the Jets' offensive line what they did to Washington a week ago. It's going to be interesting, though, as we transition into the Jets' offense right now. It's interesting because this is a different type of offense. Yes, it's a West Coast offense. West Coast offense, they've proliferated around the NFL, and they're somewhat ubiquitous or at least part of every team uses West Coast concepts, but you see a decent amount of 21 personnel from this team. And you're going to see, I think his name is Nick Bowden, if I'm not mistaken, the, the uh, fullback. Because I saw, I think, the rushing touchdown by the Jets after the interception at the two-minute warning. I think that was an I formation. And we see I formation. And I don't think the Giants have seen too much of that. And if you just look at what this offense is attempting to accomplish... It's Zach Wilson. Look, you're in charge right now. Don't lose us the football game. So you get a very conservative approach with one of the more explosive running backs in Brees Hall, whose snap share has just consistently gone up as Dalvin Cook's snap share has consistently gone down. So the Giants just need to be aware of these quick passing concepts out of play action, just slant flat, simple things like that, bottle up Brees Hall and try to get similar to Washington get this offense, Chris, into third and long situations so Wink Martindale can bring the pressure. Yeah, and I think that is going to be kind of the the secret to this game because the the Jets do have two good receivers. You know, obviously Garrett Wilson reigning rookie of the year last year in this not great Jets offense. And they also brought in Alan Lazard with the expectation that they would have Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback, but he got hurt on the very first play of the season. So they had this car built for Aaron Rodgers with his veteran mind, his very quick mental processing, lightning quick release, all of that, the things that have made him kind of a perennial MVP candidate, if not a perennial MVP, because you know Pat Mahomes also exists. And all of a sudden, they don't have Aaron Rodgers there. They're back with Zach Wilson. Now, Wilson does have some tools he can use in his passing in this passing offense. He does have a quick release. He does have mobility. He can move around in the pocket, behind the line of scrimmage, all of that. But he 
doesn't have the processing <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers does. Yeah, you know, he kind of labors a little bit going through his reads, deciphering the defense, and he does have a tendency to, at least from what I've seen, stare down his receivers and all of that. It's pretty reminiscent of Sam Howell a week ago and Wink Martindale's scheme kind of feasts on quarterbacks like that. Like rookie quarterbacks never had a good time playing in the AFC North. And that is basically the style of defense. The giants run now with Wink Martindale. He learned it from Rex Ryan. You've got that Pittsburgh defense, Dick LeBeau, longtime defensive coordinator there, and they still run a very aggressive and confusing defense. So that's not great for Zach Wilson. He would love to have a running game he can lean on. And I think between Wink's scheme and the Giants players up front, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence in particular, which they're going to have, I think, some pretty good matchups, although I do have to make one kind of tangential comment here. It looks like the Jets will probably have Connor McGovern, a 30-year-old veteran, as their starting center. I want everybody to go on to the Jets' website and take a look at Connor McGovern's player picture on their roster page because his mustache is truly excellent. Uh, he's It's oh, wow. big. It's full. Uh out on the field, he looks kind of like Sergeant Slaughter to go back a couple decades. On the team website, he looks like a very, very large barber from about 1918. <laughs> so I just had to go off on that tangent just here. But it, the- He looks like a barber, but he also, Chris, looks like he could have been like an old Western saloon bouncer because he is 6'4", 306 pounds with this handlebar, beautiful mustache that this man <laughs> is repping. <laughs> yeah, like I just saw that we had to go off on a tangent for at least a little bit because that is truly spectacular. So I do want to bring up a couple things though. Go ahead, Chris. Man. Just because we, we talked about twenty-one personnel, we will see some Nick Bowden when they want to run some power. It's different for defenses to play power teams when they do run power counter when it is when it is a fullback coming at you and it's not just the GH and the backside H back. But this team is they primarily align in 11 personnel, but they do a good job. They bring out 21. They also align in 13 and 12 because they have three pretty solid tight ends in Tyler Conklin, who is underrated, CJ Uzama, and Jeremy Rucker, who I believe we both liked out of Ohio State back in the 2022 draft. They selected him in the third round. So you have a a solid a solid um, bunch of of talent here of skilled position talent with Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, who's kind of on the decline, and Michael Carter, the tight end room. And then Garrett Wilson's your your one. He is your predominant one. All the other wide receivers are kind of just role players. Alan Lazard is your your big, you can line him as a big slot, but he typically plays X in this offense. Randall Cobb is on the injury report. I'm not certain if he's going to play. He's been manning the slot, which could lead to more snaps for Xavier Gibson who was the uh, the hard knock star who ended up making the team, had a, I think, punt return for a touchdown that helped secure the Jets a win in week one. He's a special teams ace, and he's also a player that the Jets deliberately dial up trick plays to. So I think the Giants got to be weary 
of the Xavier Gibson guy when he's out there, especially if Randall Cobb doesn't play. He's probably going to get more snaps. Yeah, the Giants can't afford to ignore him. Now, you also can't afford to not pay attention to Garrett Wilson out there because he does have speed to burn. He is a he is the reigning offensive rookie of the year. He is a very good wide receiver out there. And I, I think it really does all come back to stopping this run, but also kind of deciphering what the Jets are going to do because a lot of their formations do look kind of the same uh, against the Eagles. They came out in those 12 and 13 personnel packages, but they threw out threw out of, of them. You know, these were real big looking and in reality, very big offensive packages, but then they just had five, six man protections. Uh, maybe Brees Hall staying in into block while the two tight ends release out on stick routes or, uh, out slants into that intermediate area of the field. So the Giants do have to pay attention. They can't focus too much on stopping the run. They're going to need their defensive front to take care of it because the Jets do have a lot of talent across their offensive roster. I mean, just looking at the running backs, they've got, you've got Dalvin Cook, you've got Brees Hall, but then they also have Michael Carter, who is a very good running back and then they drafted Izzy Bonaconda out of Pittsburgh this year as a, he's a rookie. And he's a guy I loved coming out of the draft. So it, this, the Jets offense, it's not very good, but it does present some difficult matchups. So the Giants can't afford to skate on defense. And Mekhi Becton, former top 11 pick in the 2020 draft. A lot of people compare him with Andrew Thomas because they were in the same draft. He's been staying healthy and he's not perfect this year, but he looked competent at least against the Philadelphia Eagles other than the six pressures that he gave up. But that's a difficult team. So I think we're starting to see a jump from Makai Beckton. We know six foot seven, 363 pounds. That's, that's a big boy out there. <laughs> that is a That is a large man. So that's uh, something that I think the Giants can maybe put Kayvon on the opposite side, even though they like having him more towards the strong side. Not all the time, but they like having him at the Sam. So if the tight ends aligned on Mekhi Beckton's side, you might see Kayvon on that side. But Kayvon could try to go up against Max Mitchell, who, to from my understanding, and I haven't watched a ton of Jets' offensive films because I was tasked to watch their defense, he's a solid tackle that they have out there. So Hopefully the Giants can establish a matchup, but we also just know, just get them in third and long situations. Wink Martindale's going to load up the line of scrimmage, and he's just going to bring it. He's going to drop it off. He's going to do a lot of creative things. So, Chris, anything else on the offense before we get to the defense? No, I think we do need to spend some time talking about the defense because, yeah, the, the Jets' defense is quite good. All righty. Well, before we do that, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 
360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All righty, Chris, dude, this defense is insane and it's well coached by head coach Robert Sala and defensive coordinator Jeff Albrecht, who deserves a ton of credit. This is one of the deepest defensive line units I've seen in quite a while. We know they're going to come out in that even front. They're going to align wide and they're just going to recycle and cycle these players in, do NASCAR package, so much speed. All of these defensive linemen end up remaining fresh. Quinton Williams and Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff, John Franklin Myers, Myers, Quinton Jefferson, Solomon Thomas, they just keep these guys coming. I think Michael Clemens, their fourth round pick in 2022, who's a violent dude. I think he also is going to work into the rotation. I think he's getting healthy now, but you know, don't quote me on that. We have to wait for Thursday's injury report. But yeah, dude, this is a scary defensive front, and they do a lot of creative things to take advantage of opponents. Yeah, I mean, their edge position is so deep that Will McDonald, their first round pick this year, has only played like 55 or 57 snaps the whole season. He's their third string and he's healthy. So that is to to be able to more or less hide a rookie like that is honestly really impressive. And you've got Jermaine, John, Jermaine Johnson, John Franklin Myers. They are both two very good edge defenders. And then you've got Bryce Huff coming in as their third guy. Carl Lawson, he's yeah, he's still in the NFL. And but then you also have Quinn and Williams there in the middle. Like Giants fans love Dexter Dexter Lawrence and rightfully so. He is a wrecking ball in the middle. But so is Quinn and Williams, except he he does it a little bit differently. He he kind of does his work with just sheer explosiveness coupled with great technique as opposed to being just a massive human being like Dexter Lawrence with now much better technique. Exactly. Quinn Williams, I am scared of this dude. This guy, like, like we talk a lot about Dexter Lawrence over here. Quinn Williams is explosive, just very good with his hands. He's a wrecking ball. The way Jeff Albrecht used him last game, the game plan against the Philadelphia Eagles to confuse this Philadelphia Eagles front it was, or the protection was was great, man. It was Quinn Williams at the one technique with Jermaine Johnson off the line of scrimmage to his outside. And they would flip this opposite of the running back a lot of the times. And that would dictate a lot to the Eagles to slide protection towards Quinn Williams and Jermaine Johnson. And there were several times when they aligned this way, they aligned this way, maybe like five or six times, maybe a little bit more, mainly in passing situations. Overload the other side, slide protection towards Quinnen and Jermaine Johnson, and then the Jets would end up getting pressure on Jalen Hurts, flushing him out of the pocket, which I think was a game plan. They wanted Jalen Hurts to get out of the pocket because he's not as efficient, not as great out of the pocket, even though he had really impressive throws in that game being flushed out of the pocket. But dude, this is a, a team that I think had... I think they're plus five right now with Zach Wilson, a quarterback in, in turnover differential. They hardly blitz. 
they they blitz at such a low rate. They blitz at an 18.3% rate. That's 31st in the league, yet they pressure the quarterback at a rate of 28.5%. It's similar to the Bills, but the only difference is when the Giants were facing the Bills, the Bills were trending downward because they just lost Trey White and Matt Milano and a bunch of other defensive pieces to Quan Jones. The Jets, they're getting back Sauce Garner. They're getting back DJ Reed, and they can not bring pressure because they can get home with four. They run these twists. If they want to bring pressure, they disguise it very well, and it's very well-timed, and it's generally on third down. Go figure. So, bro, the Giants, look, they could be getting Andrew Thomas, John Michael Schmitz back. Let's just say this, thankfully, <laughs> because it, this is a this is a uh, a team that can get after you, man. And it, I love watching it from a X's and O's standpoint, but not when the Giants are about to play them. Yeah, the the. Jets with that pressure rate, they also have the highest hurry rate in the NFL. Yeah. This is a legit defense, and they have played some very good offenses this year. They've played they played the Bills, they've played the Kansas City Chiefs, they've played the Eagles, they've played Dallas. And I believe you brought this up before we started recording. They've only they've only given up or they've given up no more than two touchdowns in any of those games. And yeah, that is the sign of a well-coached and well-built defense. Like you said, they are so deep. They're deep from front to back and getting DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner back, you know, Gardner's got that ridiculous length and speed to go with it. Like he is one of the few cornerbacks I would trust to cover Darren Waller out there because yeah, Waller might be taller than him, but Sauce is just so long. Waller doesn't have that natural size advantage that he is used to enjoying over the players that can actually keep up with him. And then, you know, the, the Jets linebackers are playing well as Dude, well. So yeah, CJ Mosley, Quincy Williams, those guys are playing very well out there. So it, it's going to be tough sledding for the Giants on offense. And, you know, right now, as we mentioned at the beginning, we don't really know who the Giants starting quarterback is going to be. Right now, I'm kind of leaning towards expecting it to be Tyrod Taylor, just because you know, Daniel Jones, he reported nerves and symptoms a week ago. He still hasn't been cleared for practice. Those things take time to come back. Like it just it recovers in his in their own time. So. I, I sincerely doubt the Giants want to rush him back onto the field. And, you know, Tyrod has been impressive. You know, like last week, at least going by EPA, completion percentage over expected, he was the 10th best quarterback in the NFL. The Giants averaged 15 and a half yards per completion with Tyrod out there. They haven't done that since 2015 with Eli Manning and Odell Beckham when they were at the height of their powers together. Yeah, so Tyrod was actually quite impressive despite the Giants only scoring 14 points last week. And how Tyrod navigates the pocket is one reason why I think, look, this team is Daniel Jones. Brian Dable has not minced words with that, as we mentioned earlier. But I think Tyrod Taylor does better under pressure right now. Maybe Daniel Jones a little shell-shocked. And I think Tyrod Taylor, how he navigates the pocket, how he gets his body oriented towards a target, how he goes through his progressions really quickly, how light he is on his feet in the pocket, I think that 
gives the Giants a best chance against a team that just dials up pressure without sending the blitz. It's a, it's a scary proposition for the Giants. I do think this is a winnable football game, but you have to just force Zach Wilson to make mistakes, get in a field goal range, and have Graham Gano kick like five field goals. Hopefully you score one touchdown. You got to bottle up Brees Hall. And if you do those things, maybe you can win this football game. But damn, the Jets have a better roster than the New York Giants right now. So you have to play efficient, mistake-free football. And that's just not something the New York Giants have done too often this season, albeit they're trending in the right direction. Yeah, and I think that summary is exactly the Giants' game plan. Play efficient, don't turn the ball over, don't make mistakes, and force the Jets to be the ones to make the mistake. Basically, the Giants are going to have to, if the Giants are going to win this game, they're going to have to win ugly. They're going to have to win the way they won last year. They absolutely can particularly with Aaron Rodgers not on the field, torn Achilles. I sincerely doubt he makes a miraculous recovery and comes back this year. So don't you doubt the ayahuasca, buddy? I, you know what? I'm going to doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Aaron Rodgers, I, I am very curious to see what this Jets offense would look like with Aaron Rodgers, it would probably be scary, stupid good with those tight ends with Garrett Wilson. I mean, they could probably use another wide receiver. Alan Lazard's like fine, but if they had like another wide receiver, it would probably look even that much more dangerous. But regardless of the fact they have Zach Wilson right now, Zach Wilson isn't killing them. He has them at three and three. That's probably what any Jet fan would have asked for. Just have us be competitive, have us be in the race. Hopefully we can get Aaron Rodgers back. That would be wild. But <laughs> Yeah, man, that's um. You have anything else though on, on this team? I'm I'm scared of this defense, and I just hope Wink Martindale can do to Sam Howell. I mean, to do Zach Wilson what he did to Sam Howell. Although the New York Jets are a little bit better at protecting Zach Wilson than Washington is at protecting Sam Howell. I don't know why Washington abandoned the run so early in that game. It was a competitive football. It was a one score game, like almost the entire game, other than when the Giants went up fourteen nothing. And it's like. They didn't run the football at all. And when they did, it was to Chris Rodriguez and not Brian yeah, Robinson. It was just a little wild, wildly weird game plan by Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I there were a lot of things about Washington's game plan last week that I didn't understand. Uh, but this game, I think it really is going to come down to which team makes fewer mistakes. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And hopefully that team that makes a few more mistakes is the New York Giants and they steal this amazing home win right in front of all the New York Giant PSL owners. But Chris, anything else before we get out of here? Nope. I, I think we've covered it this game about as much as we can. Jets, not a great offense, really good defense. The Giants, that occasionally functional offense, not too often though. Uh, and a defense that has been improving. And I think they're going to need that to win. I think you put that well. Defense that is improving over the last two weeks. They've looked good. And this is another offense that you can look good against. So let's see if Wink Martindale can get them performing to that level. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please, if you have not done so already, like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a comment and also head on over to BigBlueView.com where we have all of our written content. Thanks, everyone, and have a lovely day.